0: This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Millions of Americans began voting on midterms election day, which will see hundreds of races for the Senate and House decided, with most results to be announced on Tuesday night. Like it was 2020 once again, Joe Biden and Donald Trump took to the Hustings hours before the midterms finale to blast one another's parties. Mr Biden warned voters that a Republican victory, more or less expected, will weaken the country's democratic institutions. Mr Trump promised to make a big announcement on November 15th, presumably that he will stand again in 2024. Poor countries need $2 trillion a year to help them cut their greenhouse gas emissions and cope with the effects of climate change according to a new report presented in Egypt at COP27, the UN's annual climate summit. Around half of that would have to come via external financing. Rishi Sunak, Britain's Prime Minister, said his country would honour its climate change commitments and triple funding for global adaptation projects by 2025. America confirmed reports about its channels of communication with Russia, they remain open. Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, said that whereas it is in America's interests to maintain contact with the Kremlin, he was clear-eyed about who we are dealing with. It had been reported that he had held talks with Nikolai Petrushev, his Russian counterpart, specifically regarding nuclear escalation in Ukraine. Justin Trudeau, Canada's Prime Minister, accused China of playing aggressive games with democracies. Mr. Trudeau's accusations came following a local media report that 11 candidates in the general election in 2019 were supported by China. Separately, Yevgeny Prigozhin, a Russian businessman and prominent ally of Vladimir Putin, acknowledged that he has been interfering in America's elections and promised to keep doing so carefully, precisely, surgically. NVIDIA, America's most valuable semiconductor company, is now selling an alternative graphics processing chip in China that meets the Biden administration's new restrictions on chip exports. America's government has blocked the sale of cutting-edge chips to China in order to slow its rivals' military progress. NVIDIA's new A800 chip is less effective than its predecessor, the A100, at training large AI models. China reported more than 5,600 new COVID-19 cases on Monday, its highest caseload since May. Lockdowns in major manufacturing cities, including Zhengzhou and Wuhan, have come at a cost. Some Chinese leaders are reportedly considering softening their strict zero-COVID policy, according to the Wall Street Journal. But there doesn't appear to be a clear timeline for any such change. Tiger Global Management's flagship hedge fund fell by 5.4% in October, despite a surge in stock markets around the world. That pushes its losses in 2022 to 54.6%. The firm blames its losses on the impact of inflation and interest rates on technology stocks. It has also halted new investments in China. And fact of the day, 60% the share of the 828 million people who do not get enough food who also live in countries wracked by conflict. And now, here's
1: a deeper look at the day ahead. America's Midterm Election Day On Tuesday, Americans go to the polls, or, to be more precise, finish going to the polls. More than 40 million voters have cast early ballots in the midterms, pointing to the continuation of a trend of record-high turnout in American elections. After seesawing for months, most pundits now predict a good night for Republicans. They are expected to win the majority in the House and are favored to do so in the Senate. Though Democrats are buoyed by support for abortion rights, they are burdened by inflation, crime, an unpopular president, and a historical pattern that the party holding the White House loses ground in midterms. Even if the Democrats do better than expected, many Republican candidates have refused to commit to honoring the results should they lose, following the example of Donald Trump in 2020. A political cliché that the only poll that matters is on election day may be put to the test. India and Russia's Mutual Admiration Subramaniam Jeshankar, India's foreign minister, will meet Sergei Lavrov, his Russian counterpart, in Moscow on Tuesday. The atmosphere will be cordial. Trade between the two countries has soared and is set to exceed $30 billion next year, two years before the target set for it to do so. India is now one of the main buyers of Russian oil, which is under sanctions from the West. It is also one of the best customers for Russian weapons. In September, after months of silence, Narendra Modi, India's prime minister, finally commented on President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Quote, this is not an era of war, he said, adding that, quote, democracy, diplomacy and dialogue were needed instead. But despite claiming to be, quote, deeply disturbed, India has repeatedly refused to vote on any United Nations resolution condemning the war. In return, Mr. Putin has praised Mr. Modi as a, quote, great patriot and lauded his ability, quote, to pursue independent foreign policy. Blockbuster meme stocks have a difficult next act. AMC, the world's largest cinema chain, will report its quarterly results on Tuesday. In 2020, lockdowns shutting cinemas tanked the company's revenues by nearly 80%, bringing it close to bankruptcy. In 2021, its fortunes shifted with the meme stock frenzy, as retail investors stampeded into the market to squeeze professional short sellers targeting beloved companies. Between January and June 2021, its share price rose from just above $2 to $61, a rally egged on by Adam Aaron, AMC's iconoclastic boss on social media. The hype is now fizzling out. Shares are trading below $6. Revenues have been recovering, but analysts expect it to remain below 2019 levels this year and next as cinema attendance remains depressed. Viewers can now often watch new films at home. AMC's problems will be further exacerbated by a lack of blockbuster releases between now and Christmas. Investors, spooked by the collapse of Cineworld, a rival company in September, are now eyeing AMC with more concern. Financial Fault Lines at COP27 On Tuesday, Gaston Brown, the Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda, will address COP27, the United Nations annual climate summit currently taking place in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. Speaking on behalf of the Alliance of Small Island States, a group of countries that has the most to lose from rising temperatures and sea levels, Mr. Brown is expected to focus on their dire need for more cash to cope. Arguments over money will be at the heart of this year's conference. Rich countries have long promised to provide poor ones with $100 billion in climate finance a year by 2020, a goal which has still not been met. Poor countries have increasingly been calling for, quote, loss and damage funding to help them offset the damage they have already incurred as a result of climate change. For the first time, the topic is on the formal agenda, after heated arguments about it delayed the start of the summit by hours. But large economies like America hate the idea, and any serious resolution remains unlikely. How HBO Changed Television Fifty years ago, on Tuesday, HBO broadcast its first program, A Hockey Match, the television network's early offering combined live sport with uncensored films. As a paid-for cable channel, it was not subject to the same government restrictions on content as broadcast television, nor did it have to please advertisers. Capitalizing on this freedom, HBO started developing original dramas, creations often reveled in violence, sex, and swearing. Quote, It's not TV, it's HBO, proclaimed a famous slogan first used in 1996. The network soon became a television trendsetter. Hit gangster drama The Sopranos created a zest for antiheroes, something subsequently copied by AMC, the network, not the cinema company, with shows like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Game of Thrones, HBO's most successful drama, which scooped up 59 Emmy Awards during its eight-season run, fueled Appetite for Fantasy. With high production values and demanding narratives, the network changed viewers' expectations of television and paved the way for companies like Netflix. Those streamers are now HBO's main competition. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours BST on Friday to Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Tuesday, Go Set a Watchman was the second published novel of which famous author? Monday, which rock star recorded his first single under the name Davy Jones with the King Bees? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Kazu Ishiguru, who was born on this day in 1954. There was another life I might have had, but I am having this one.